It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast for you on a very warm and humid Thursday. Al, what is up? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Uh, yesterday, we spent a big portion of the uh, post-game podcast talking about uh, birth control. Yeah. And we went over a whole bunch of different things. And, and one of the things that we... Got wrong? <laughs> no, no, no. One of the things that I brought up to you was that I said uh, there's things that are coming out now that women who take the pill, when they stop taking the pill, sometimes they no longer find their current partner attractive because sure. there's something with the hormones that they were on the pill when they met this person or something You're like that. You're single this morning, aren't you? <laughs> I, <laughs> no, but I got a very interesting direct message from a fella named Anthony. Okay. And Anthony sent me a uh, a note with uh, two photos of himself. Uh, he's fully clothed, luckily. <laughs> but this is what he writes. He wrote, Hi, I'm an avid listener and heard the podcast about women losing attraction after coming off the pill. My girlfriend got off the pill in January of 2022, and it resulted in her breaking up with me oh. by finding me unattractive after her hormones changed. Wow. It also inspired my 130-pound weight loss. Wow, good for him. So in a weird way, it worked out for us as we are still together. It inspired me to get my life together. So... The way I'm reading this... He was a sloppy mess. She no longer found him attractive. He lost 130 pounds. And she's back in. She's back in. Okay. And he sent me a photo of him from uh, 2020... Let me see. Uh, you know what, Eric? I'll have to... Uh, let me open my Twitter. He, he he actually wasn't... Did not appear to be a quote-unquote giant mess. He, he was a little heavy, but I didn't think he was... Eh, let me find this. Uh, Jerry, please hold... What's that? You get a lot of direct messages. I do get a lot of direct messages, Jerry. I'm uh, very... Oh, man, where is this guy? Yes, please do. Okay, so there he was, Jerry. Okay. In 2022, and there he Holy is crap. now. Yeah, he got very thin. So there you go. There's a real-life experience, Jerry, of a man who had a girlfriend who was on the pill, Yeah, got off the pill, and she went, who is this guy I'm sleeping with? There is a That is a very good example, though. And I'm not, don't misunderstand All what right. I'm about to say here. I think it goes to the reality of, of life and relationships. That is a perfect example, though, of the, for better or worse, crap. Because at the end of the day, if you don't find someone, like, you're with them initially because you found them attractive. Right. And then you hope that the personality draws you in even further and how they are day to day. 
But the first thing that got you together was the physical attraction. In most cases, I'm not saying everyone. Absolutely. But in most cases, if a girl sees you in a bar and you look like a disaster, she's probably not interested. But if you're cute and you're funny and all of a sudden there's that feeling between the whatever, it starts with the physical attraction. And usually if that's gone, like I get it, you know, so good for him for showing her what he could be and now is. And now is, Jerry. But if they were married and it was for better or worse, theoretically, she should have just dealt with it. Correct. Because that's not the way things go. She did not stick to her. She would not have stuck to her vows. Right. If that were the case. Right. Now, she never took them. So I want to be clear about that. But it was also like. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> what about knowing this? Now that we know that, now I am uh, in a relationship, Jerry. So I'm using using this as a a uh, what do you say that like an a, example? I am um, hypothetical okay. example. Let's say I was theoretically. Uh, theoretically, I'm back in the dating world, and uh, I meet a girl that I really like, but she doesn't seem to find me attractive. Yeah. Would it be okay for me to You're say screwed. to her? <laughs> Would it be okay for me to say to her, have you thought about going on birth control and then checking me out? <laughs> you want the opposite effect. Yeah. Like if a girl doesn't find you attractive, maybe see if she's interested in getting on birth control to see if she does find I'm you attractive. I'm just curious. Does she answer that before or after she punches you right in the face? <laughs> Ow, my face. <laughs> Very dangerous when you start screwing around. But I wonder I if that if the same thing happens with... Um, Men who take testosterone replacement therapy. It's possible. Although I don't my, know. here's my guess. My guess is for men who take, they call it TRT, mm-hmm. testosterone replacement therapy. I think those dudes get more horned up. So they probably would be interested in well, whatever's going on. So I, I told, I gave you a name of a guy I would like you to listen to. And I'd like to discuss it when I come back from vacation and after your vacation. Yeah. So maybe by September we can have September. this conversation again. The guy's name is Gary Brecca. I'll send you a link to like one of his talks, um, and he's into health, fitness, but most importantly, he's a human biologist, and he spent 20 years as an insurance life predictor. So his job was to study um, your past history, your medical history, what meds you take, uh, all sorts of different things, where you live, where you have lived life expectancy, and his job was to predict your death date for the insurance company. Very morbid. Yeah, it's interesting, though. Um, And one of the things he says, which is unbelievable, one of the things he signs off on, which is why he ultimately quit doing that, was when he would look at someone's medical records and then notice the the drugs that the people were on, he could see the bad interactions that might cause stroke or probably would and would tell the insurance company their life expectancy might be three years because this is going to happen given every all the data. And he was not allowed to tell the people that your doctor is really not treating you properly. And so he quit because he found one woman that was very close to taking one too many pills and got into a fight and he just walked out. But whatever. He talks a lot about when asked about testosterone and all these different things that you put into our body as opposed to what the body really needs. And it's interesting you bring that up because one of the per, one of the people, who's the guy? Uh, Dana White. He treated Dana White and has completely changed his life around. He works with Saquon Barkley too. But he looks into genes 
what people are missing that holds them back from it's really interesting like the way you are now he talks about nutrition but mostly so he talks about supplements everybody just goes and gets supplements he goes a lot of times you're putting supplements in your body your body doesn't need because it's actually producing them properly he goes one simple blood test will tell you where you're deficient he goes you take those supplements you will feel like a new person very it's really intriguing yeah i would like to listen to that yeah, and one of the conversations was about the testosterone and how if you're really deficient in it. He talked about how you can do things without, you know, we always talk about with uh, once you get testosterone, um, you got kind of on it the rest of your life. Yeah, because the body doesn't want to produce it anymore. He was explaining how you make the body produce it, and there are ways to, to rejuvenate that, which I'd never heard before. And he's like, doctors won't tell you that. I'd love for you to listen to him. Tell me what you think. All right. You give me his name. I forget it. Gary Brecca. Oh. I said I'll send you the link. Okay, yeah. Please send me the link. If I will, you could I find the time that. for 40 minutes. Jerry, I don't know where I would possibly. <laughs> I wonder if our life expectancy, or mine more, mine more so than yours, would my life expectancy for an insurance guy be less because of how far I drive to go to work and with the prevalence of automobile accidents on highways and That's things. interesting. I don't know. That's a very, I would be like, hmm, this guy's driving 63 miles each way. I would say no, only from the standpoint our fatal accidents are, and we see them, but when you think about how many people drive and commute every day, yeah. it is a minuscule percentage. That's true. I think all the time about hitting a deer. Like, that is like... I know, I get it. That's all I think about. Especially when, with the hours we drive. And when I come up the parkway, it's just lined with yeah, deer. Yeah. But I also think, like, I rarely see a dead deer on the road, on the highway. I see them, but the amount of cars going by, statistically, what are the chances that I'm going to be one of the guys that hits a deer? Not much at all. Small. It's possible. And yet I but see the them everywhere, these deer. Yeah, no, and I know exactly where you're talking about because I used to come up from Exit 91 back in the day. Yeah. Right past, especially right past that, um, the the fuel stuff, the service area. Yeah. Left and right, but up that hill. Oh, yeah. There's tons of them. And I go drive by the PNC Art Center in Homedale. Yeah, sure. They're all just hanging out on the lawn seats. Yeah. They right love a lawn seat. Right now they're pooping on where people are going to be yeah. sitting down tonight. You'll be sitting down to watch uh, Jordan Davis and uh, Dirks Bentley, and uh, there'll be deer. Deer were laying there this morning when I drove by them. It's possible. Hmm. What do you make of, uh, I don't know why I started, I started getting in my Instagram feed children playing instruments very well. So I think it started with like I I look at piano things. So I so I, I was gonna say it's gonna be a cross between your musical interests and they're worried about you abducting kids. I see. Those, so those <laughs> two things they've crisscrossed. Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird one. I first got got uh, this little kid in like Russia who plays the piano. When I say he's little, like he, I don't think he walks yet. Damn. And he plays an, a real size piano. He sits on the lap of his mother or something and he knows to like play every other note and he's playing using both hands now he's not like but he's playing better than if you dropped a kid down that there that had no yeah. knowledge maybe that's a musical prodigy i see this other little kid who's seven who's playing the guitar mm-hmm. and playing metallica and ozzy osbourne how do these kids... Well, but why is that any different than the eight-year-old 
that can hit a golf ball 180 yards and you've got 30-year-old men that can't put the ball in the fairway. Yeah, no, I, I guess they're very similar in that way. Like what? There's something in your brain that clicks and works that we don't yeah. have. But I feel like the piano, out of all things, was there's this instrument that that had to be invented by somebody who knew had some other unworldly knowledge to come up with all those notes, the way it's played. There seems like it seems like a mathematical equation. Maybe it was that a little kid also has in their head. Yeah, some people believe Jerry. And this would work for your sports uh, golfer as well. Is that were these children, are these children reborn and were former learned that these instruments are golf? I don't think so. Because I I think when people study the brain, I think we all have different areas of the brain that get different signals. Me and you clearly get different signals about a lot of different things. And I don't think it's any different. You know, you might be very talented in one thing where that kid that has the talent of the piano might not be able to add two plus two together because yeah. something's missing up there. But what? Yeah. But why do, I don't believe in reincarnation. I'm sorry. But I don't. why do we not have one of these special skills playing an instrument as a child, being able to hit a golf ball as a child? Like what? Like Tiger Woods was there. We show the clip of him on Johnny sure. Carson. Yeah. Now, I know his father was like, yes, he was pounded. Yeah. But on he him. also had the natural born ability. Yeah. To do it. And there, I'm sure there are plenty that do. It's the Tiger Woods of the world that also played hours upon hours as a child that takes you to the next 50 levels, whereas the common person doesn't put the work in and isn't interested. Yeah. And the kid certainly isn't. Most kids aren't interested in doing the work. Whereas he, you know, maybe if Earl Woods left after Tiger was born, there's never a Tiger Woods. Right. Because he was the driving force to what Tiger became. I don't know, though. I really don't know. I see a lot of little kids on the internet playing drums. Yes. And that is not as impressive to me. I don't know why. I could not sit down. They're doing it with their feet, though, too. Yeah. I know I could not sit down and play the drums. I couldn't. There's no chance I could. But seeing this little kid playing the guitar, intricate guitar parts, seeing this kids playing the piano at such a tiny age. All right. Why does... So math comes very easy to me multiplying, dividing, st- statistics in a lot of cases comes very easy to me. Always has from the time I was, when I st- first started learning at 9, 10, 11 years old. My my son, both of them actually, and Matthew was a, not a straight A student, but like four A's and a B. Like He was a really good student and has been and all through high school, honor roll, terrible at math though. Where's that come from? Yeah, I don't know. Was I a math professor in the year 1640? That's possible. Or is it that it was something I was interested in, and I always have been, probably because of sports, and I just took a liking to it and worked a little harder? Joseph is brutal at math. No, that's not true. I take that back. No, he's he's actually better at math than Matthew is. So where's that come from? Yeah, that I don't know, especially when, when you have... Yeah, that is the weirdest thing. When you have children or you and your siblings are completely different. Yeah, yeah. And you you could say, oh, this kid is just like dad, and this kid is just like mom, and this kid, Mm -hmm. not sure what happened. Right. Who this kid is resembling. And I take that. So Joseph's good at math. Joseph's not good at retention. When he reads a story, he's got to read it again. Now, that was me. I was horrendous. When I read something, 
it was like I was thinking of 17 other things other than what I just read and had no recollection of what I just I'd have to read it out loud sometimes. Yeah, I was terrible at the re- at yeah. the reading comprehension. And yet Matthew could read one thing once he's got it. Make any sense? And then even weird like I was talking to Craig, Craig Carton of course, about uh his children. We were just talking about families and children and his youngest Anthony who is I believe 12. Yeah, yeah. That kid is like an he's, Old, a performer. An old soul. Yeah. Like he legitimately, he's playing piano. He's picking up the guitar. Mm-hmm. He sings uh, songs from like the 40s and the 50s. Performer. And you just wonder how that gets produced. And probably has no interest in sports. Right. And then there's Lucky going to college for sports. Yeah. And Sonny is into sports talk and media. Yes. And yet their younger brother has wouldn't know Aaron Judge from Aaron Wilson. Right, he's more interested in um, yeah. in Frank Sinatra's life. Arts. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're all made differently. Yeah, how? We though? all have different brains. But we all but we come from the same parents. Like how are how are you getting such two different cuz you got two or three or four or five different swimmers. Yeah. That's how. Right, different swimmers. Your sperms Correct. is probably your sperms and eggs. All different. Different varieties. Yep. Yeah, it's weird. Like if a, if a, I, so that's one of the things that I see fathers being disappointed in is if they're really into sports. Sure. And their boy isn't. Yeah. They get disappointed in it. Yeah. I can, I, and I never dealt with that. Obviously yeah. I ended up with two boys and they both, while Matthew loved to play and watch Joseph, I mean, He'll go to any game, and he likes being there when he's there. But, like, last night, I'm like, hey, you want to watch the Mets and Yankees? He's like, do I have to? (laughs) I said, what are you, Al? (laughs) But he loves baseball. Loves baseball. Playing baseball. Yeah, loves it. He goes, no. He goes, I think I'm good. He goes, do you mind if I go in the batting cage? I'm like, no. I'm like, what is it there for? Go ahead. I'm like, but I'm not pitching tonight. I'm just going to watch the game. Okay. I'll go home today. He still won't know who won. Not interested. Yeah. But playing it? And that, to me, is awesome. And he likes going to the games. But if you're a big sports guy, and let's say you just have daughters, it's great. And you just want – and once the, and trust me on this. Once they're out, I mean, you just – it's unbelievable that they're yours. Yeah. But I'm sure when you first get that sonogram and you they can tell, and you just – you want Derek Jeter, then you end up with a girl. I'm sure there's a lot of guys that are like, huh, okay. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm, yeah. I would think that's probably a very honest reaction for some. It's funny. My friend John has a daughter. I think she's in uh, maybe going going into high school. Mm-hmm. But he and he loves sports. Yeah, and they go to tons of games. She's into hockey. She's into uh, baseball, football. Yeah, so he's doing all of these things that you probably would have thought I can only. I would only do with my son. Yeah. But she's legitimately really into it and yeah. wants to go, and that's why they go. And a lot could have to do with whether it is a daughter or a boy. A lot. Clearly, there are certain kids that are interested in different things. Like you mentioned, Anthony. Yeah. I don't know if he watched baseball or football with his dad every week. He would have turned out differently. Don't know. But I do think there are some. Like, I think, and I've said this to you many times, working the Cowboys for the last 12 years now, I missed out on football Sundays with my boys and will continue to for at least one more season. 
that bothers me because the one thing I will take from my childhood was football Sundays at home with my brother and my dad and my mom was always around my sister sometimes, but again, she was older. So she was kind of out of the house by then. Like those Sundays were the greatest things ever. And it's like, when I get the rare Sunday where the Cowboys are playing Sunday night or Monday night or off, I enjoy it. And I'm like, man, I should be doing this every week with them. You know, I think the influence you have on them too could be a big deal. Right. That's true. Maybe that's why Joseph never watched it because when I was working, he was watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on an NFL Sunday. And I would come up and be like, dude, <laughs> the, the Giants are playing the Eagles. Like, what? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, so, well, whatever. You didn't know what that meant. Well, we hear that from people who listen to WFAN, whether they're male or female. So many of them got it because they were in the car with their father. Yes. And it started out where they didn't want to they wanted to listen to music but the father had WFAN on and then when they got old enough to drive and they got in the car they found themselves putting WFAN mm-hmm. on yeah in the same way like it reminded me reminded them of their father or they got into it just from listening to it and hearing yeah it and that sort of thing so yeah I, there's definitely an influence that way and now I know we work here but I was so proud I got my son's car the other day to go get him an oil change and the, the radio station was on when I turned the car wow on. I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. All right. He's listening a little bit. And I know he does. And even Joseph, because when I'm in the car, I listen to whether it was Craig and Evan, now Evan and Tiki. That's what I listen to when I take him around. So he knows. He probably knows the people at this radio station more than he knows the Mets. Think about that. Yeah. You know? And we went to the game last Wednesday. He was locked in on every pitch, but he watches it as if he's on the field and trying to learn as opposed to the fan. Yeah. It's a different, and he was locked in and didn't miss a pitch. But is not interested in that to see it on TV. As a fan, no. Nope. But I mean, even to feel like he was picking no. something up learning. No, instead he watches, he loves watching the highlight mashups and all the reels that get put together. Great home runs, big plays, those things he watches nonstop. That he does like. He just yeah. doesn't want to watch a game. Same thing with football. Does not want to watch a game. But he will watch all the highlights and all the big plays. Yeah. Different. Told you they're bumping up our YouTube price, Jerry, for yes. commercial-free YouTube. I know. They got us hooked, though. What are oh, we no, going to do? Hooked. I'm not what are we going to do about it? Nothing. We're going to pay it. I'm going to do a thing. And Paramount Plus, I like it. I told you that. A little bit of a problem with it, though. What happened? They're jamming promos down my throat. Oh, now, really? they're not commercials to a certain extent, but I don't care for the 10-second promo of a CBS show. Yeah. I'm paying you $12 a month. Yes. Just play the show, which is a CBS show that I would just like to watch. Yeah, they're hoping they get you like, you have the app, uh, maybe check out this show. Here's that's 10 like, seconds of That's it. like Netflix. Before you put a show on, they give you a 12-second promo on a Netflix documentary they're yeah. trying to push. I don't care for that. Yeah. Right. You're paying. But I do like it. It is a good service. Other than that. Yeah, well, that's what annoys me about Spotify. I'm paying for Spotify. Why am I getting Joe Rogan commercials? And a lot of them. Not in, and they always go, oh, and no, it's commercial-free music. Which is true. Yes. I guess the, the podcast's got to make money, too. Yeah. But, and the way they, where they're placed, it makes no sense. It makes no Mid-sentence sense. Mid-sentence, yeah. commercial pops up. It's awful. Yes, terrible. Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. All right, I'll see you, like, in, let's see. I won't see you until August 14th, I think. For reals? Yeah. 
Me look. Jerry, let me take a look at the calendar. I think August 14th, we're back. All right, so next week you're out, yes? I am out next week. Tomorrow, right. next week. Okay, so you're out next week. Yeah. Then uh, I am out... The week of the 7th. The week of the 7th. Then we're back the week of the 14th. So I'll see you on the 14th. Oh, right. By the way, I don't know if I can. we can announce that on... But, uh, we're doing some shows out of the out on location. Oh, I'm not here on the 14th or 15th either. Oh, you're not? No, I'm gonna be in uh, going away for a concert. Oh, I don't have you on the calendar because on. I just added that a couple weeks ago. 14th and 15th. Monday, so that week, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, I'm out of the week of the 14th. Yeah, 14th, 15th, and 18th. Right. Okay. See you on the 16th. Damn it, Jerry! Wow, think about that. The next time I see you and the next time we do a warm-up show yeah. is going to be the back half of August. Man. That starts the back half, August 16th. I'm putting this right on my calendar. That Jerry, is crazy. Out. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Jerry. And then Damn I have, it. I think I'm hosting the final two weeks of August. You're the hostess with the mostess. I think I got three weeks in August. Wait, yeah. Hold on, Jerry. Let me put Jerry out on the 18th of yep. August. Yep, yep, yep. Man. How about that? I forgot about that. You better not saddle me with anyone except CeeLo. CeeLo. No, I think he's in for all of it. Okay, good. I'm almost. Uh, otherwise, you'll get Peter. Peter. I'm actually with CeeLo tomorrow because you're out. Correct. Me and CeeLo are going to be, what are we talking about tomorrow? Me I and don't CeeLo? Know. Well, the Mets and Yankees are off. What? Uh, Mets, no. Mets yeah, play Mets the Nationals. Are yeah, Mets, Nationals. Yankees are off. I'm Which sorry. Which they should win, right? The Nationals are terrible, you're that, telling me? It's not that simple. Oh. <laughs> what? I will tell you though, a nice sweep this weekend would come in handy for the Mets. All right, let's hope it. Let's just hope. Listen, I don't care who wins. Watch, they'll lose three out of four. <laughs> I need a brouhaha or something to talk to CeeLo about. Oh, uh, you got a lot of NFL stuff you can talk uh, about. Yes, there is always plenty of uh, fun items. Especially All on right, Friday. so Jerry and I'll see each other in uh, you know by two the, and a half uh, weeks in the fall. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And he takes a snap. Back to throw. Under pressure. Avoids the rush. And he's got to fight out of it. Still fights out of it. Now throws it deep downfield. Wide open Tyree who makes the catch. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. Thursday.
Thursday, third. Boy, the days of July are winding down. Nice to have you with us, the Eddie Scazzeri, who is in a time warp from seven years ago, and it is nice to have you with us. His name that I am referencing is Al Carlos Dukes. What's up? Oh, good morning, Jerry. So, you know, my alarm goes off at uh, 2 a.m. Yeah, that sounds lovely. So at 1.45 a.m., the fire alarm to my condo building went off. Really? Yeah, not my individual one in my home. No, the, the whole building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was going like that. Everybody out there nude? No. As usual, no one left, <laughs> including myself. These alarms now, because they just go off randomly. It's like the aliens. No one cares. No one cares. I know. It's like I heard the thing going, I don't smell smoke. I'm good. <laughs> so no one left the building. I mean, you left uh, 2.30, but. Yeah, no, so the thing was going, about 15 minutes. Then my uh, uh, 15 minutes at 2 a.m., uh, the police were knocking at the door. I'm sure they were. They needed to get in to yeah. check it out. The police and fire. The only time I ever really evacuated my house when the smoke alarms have gone off was when the carbon monoxide. Yeah, alarm that you went, went out because you won't die. Up and out at midnight, and then we had the gas company came and the fire. It was nuts. You would have thought that there was a triple homicide at our house with how many. And they were great. They were there fast, but that we took seriously. Yeah. It's like the fire alarm goes off in this building all, all the time. time. We don't, no one and pays attention. And we're on the 10th floor. Right. Fire alarms, car alarms. No, well, car alarms, you just assume someone's breaking and taking the car. <laughs> to me, I just assume some idiot doesn't know how to, like, they got in their car and don't know how to turn it off. Like, it went off. I always have this feeling. Maybe Eddie has the same feeling I do, too. That at some point, someone is going to try and steal my car. They're going to get in it and say, oh, crap, I can't drive this because yeah. it's a five-speed. Oh, your car currently is a five-speed. Uh, for the last three and a half oh, years. Oh, I did not yeah. know that. I you know you know were that? a big stick shift guy. Oh, know you yeah. Had I searched had for one. this car. Wow. Yeah, I, we talked about this. I love yeah. the five. I hate the automatic. So that's the thing, though. You go to uh, one of these places where you have to valet park your car. Yeah. They're and not going to know what to do with that. So we've gone to this place called the Proving Ground in the Highlands, or I guess right near Seabright or Sandy Hook, but whatever. Nice place right on the water. And the last three times I've gone, no problem driving it. And we were just there two weeks ago, and the guy's like, now this is awesome. I get to drive a five-speed. And I didn't know how to take that. And then he zipped away. <laughs> but he was into it. Well, it was cool because I used to drive a stick shift as well many years ago. And then we, you and I used to have this thing where um, – Oh, the parking arrangement. Yeah, we had. parking arrangement where I would go move your car yeah. at a at a, like eleven o'clock or something, and you would a stick shift. So it was cool to go out there and get to still be in the mix for driving a, a stick shift. And you had no problem, except the first yeah. time we didn't realize you had to push the lever down. Yeah, and I didn't up know to how get to, to reverse. Start your car. Yeah, yeah, that could be difficult. Yeah, but yeah, stick shift, cool. Yep, I agree. I did see a guy in a jeep next to me uh, the other day doing the stick see, those shift. Those I don't thing. like. I don't like that. I like the. Short stick. The short stick, yeah. <laughs> I do, yeah. Smooth. It feels more like a, a sports car. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, the uh, Jeeps and, like, pickup trucks have those long mm-hmm. shifters. Yeah, not into those. I still don't know how I learned how to drive a stick shift. I mean, my father did teach me how he taught me. I have no idea. You just told us how you learned. Your dad taught you. Yeah, but <laughs> I think if, if I didn't know how to drive one and you put me in one today to teach me, I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you'd be fine. But I have no patience. Well, this we know of you for many years. But I and I was forced to learn the stick shift because I bought a uh, pickup truck with one. Mm-hmm. So then either I was driving this car or not. It was the same way I learned with the Jeep that I bought in Mawa. Not at the Wawa, but Wah- the Mawa. Mawa. The Mawa Ford, I believe it was. Yeah. And I got in the Jeep and said, all right, now what do I do? 
Oh, got to learn. Yeah. And then I dropped the plow on the Garden State Parkway. I, was, I, was wondering, <laughs> I wonder what this button does. And I'm, <laughs> I finally figured it out. I get to cruising speed. All right, I'm good till the toll booth. What does this do? Shunk. And then sparks <laughs> flying like crazy. No, back up, back up. <laughs> but I learned with the Jeep. You had a snow plow on that? I That's did. Cool. When I bought it, I, it, it came with the plow. Now, I had a friend of mine, when I told him I was looking at this Jeep, he was gonna. He bought the plow for me immediately. So part of the arrangement was I'm buying this Jeep, but I'm selling you the plow. I didn't want it. I was I wasn't plowing anything. Man, I'm getting a plow this winter. I'm gonna put a right for on what the front it hasn't of my car. snowed in six years. That's a good point, Jerry. We no longer get snow. Imagine putting a plow on your Subaru, <laughs> <laughs> driving on the highway. Everybody, clear the way for me. <laughs> Just follow me. That's it. Put your hazards on and follow out. Yeah. Um, oh, I see the uh, Yankees won a game last night, Jerry. No, they did. A very sloppy game by the Mets. Very sloppy game. First of all, all Mark sp- Vientos was terrible. He had a rough night at third yes, base. I would say so. Now, one of the problems was, were the bases loaded already or was first and second on the grounder to third? Bases loaded. He screwed up. So, And I went back and looked this morning because I'm watching him. I felt like he didn't know what the hell he was doing at third base. Right. He's uh, He's... He's a corner infielder. So I went and looked at, yes, I went to baseball reference, and I looked at his minor league game logs. Wow. Just to see, because I felt like, I don't know, I'm watching him last night thinking, has this kid, is he just an outfielder and a first baseman? Like, when you've got the bases loaded, and I understand he wasn't playing on the grass. I get that. But the ball was hit hard enough that he could have thrown home for the force play. The ball was hit hard enough. He could have sprinted to third base. I firmly believe he could have got the out at third. And instead, he throws for a force play at second where the double play was dead. The throw is late, and you got nobody out. Yeah, that was really weird. It was terrible. And then I so I looked. He's probably split his games in the minor leagues this year at first base and third base. So he's played a lot there. Just off. And then the slow roller, he fields it. And I'm thinking, oh, there's an infield hit. And then he throws it into right field. Like, what in the hell are you doing? Yeah, he had a... Uh... Not a great game. And a bad Jerry. game. Yeah, now, Quintana game. wasn't good. I know he went six innings, and I know he only gave up two earned runs. I, I understand all of that. But he was in trouble right from the beginning. Now, he worked out of it. He got that line, that short hop line drive. Okay, fine. You get the double play. Okay. But I don't know. He, he'll he be fine. And he, he gave you one of those Jacob deGrom, I don't have my best stuff, but I'm going to fight my way through six innings to give you a chance. That's what he gave you last night. Yeah, and the Mets lose three to one. Or the Yan- would you say the Yankees won three to one, or the, the Mets lost three to no, one? No, the Yankees won three to one. I'll tell you why. Like Harrison Bader's tag up on the play with McNeil. That's a great play. I mean, the fact that he was able to read it, McNeil falls and then he takes off. Just the slide was phenomenal. And then you got I think was that Volpe? Nah, I'm trying to think. Volpe was on first. I think he then got to second because of the bad throw, and Keith was talking about. That uh, Alonzo was playing that way too deep. Where is he? No, I thought the Yankees and Rodon. Rodon. Now we know that's how you pronounce it. Rodon. Rodon. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize the tilde was over the O. Oh, okay. I never Rodone. noticed that before. And Gary, Keith, and Ron called him Rodon all night. Rodon. So, uh, he was really good. So, no, they won the game. He has a, a really shaved head. Like he does. And uh, a lot of chest hair sticking out with that button open. A lot of chest hair sticking out. A quality mustache, but I was most impressed with what he is shaving his head with because it was tight. But why would it be any different than the day you shave it? My guess is he shaved his head yesterday. Yeah, you know what it was? He he has such thick hair that 
like he can't sh- even though he shaved completely bald and it was probably very smooth it still had color mm. because there's he had so many hair particles this is something that a bald guy would yeah i really those. noticed i was yeah. like wow he's got a strong maybe he's got that billy jungle on tattoo Maybe he tattooed That's possible. a good point. That's a great point. That is very popular. You know who he reminded me of? David Wells. I could see that. Fiery, mm-hmm. kind of sloppy with the, I don't know. <laughs> Not, with the chest hair sticking out. Yeah, and the shirt open. The mustache. I yeah, don't know. The big mustache. And he drills Jeff McNeil right square in the back. He did, and McNeil was pissed. Man. But the Mets get hit every game. Well, yes. The it's Mets, unbelievable. They do get hit every He takes one square in the back. He was pissed, as you said. He, he threw was. his helmet. But then later on in the game, when McNeil flied out to center as he was passing the pitcher, he had said something to him, to Mr. Rodone. Uh, and then we saw lip reading that Rodone said, I'm sorry. All good. I am sorry. That's all it takes, Jerry. We just need to get to a point in life where we apologize. How many times in your arguments with Gina have you apologized? Not often. Not often. <laughs> she haven't got there yet. Uh, I believe Keith Hernandez felt he's like, oh, boy, things have really changed in baseball. Like, I don't think he liked it that it's different. Radon apologized for hitting him. It's very different. Let oh, me man. ask you this about Radon. Yeah. So I understand what I'm about to say. We're not talking about Babe Ruth. We're not talking about Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Mariano. I did not realize, and this is my fault because I didn't watch his last three starts. They gave him Hideki Matsui's number. I thought Matsui was a great Yankee. And I'm not saying he needs to be retired. That's not what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm like, why is he wearing 55? I just think the Yankees are running out of numbers. They have enough numbers. He could have wore another number. What's wrong with 98? I mean, Quintana's wearing 62, for God's sakes. That's true. We should. The Yankees need to start getting into the 90s, other than Judge with 99. <laughs> That's right. right. 98, 97. Yes. There are other cool numbers he could have wore. That's a good point. How about a solid 85? 85, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, why is he wearing Matsui's number? It, did, like it, it really did, actually. I actually had to look it up. I'm like, am I seeing this right? Wasn't that Matsui's number? Like, I knew it was, but I didn't trust myself. But you, So you think Matsui was good enough that you don't give his number out until you really need to give it I out? I thought Matsui was a great Yankee. Yeah, I did. Okay. I wonder if Not an have... all-time great, like I said. Yeah. But he was a great Yankee. I wonder if others thought, hmm, that is Matsui's number. What is he doing with it? I don't know. I really don't know. All I, all I know is that was my first thought last night yeah. when I put the game on. If we took calls, we could t- uh, take calls from the audience, but we don't do that. Uh, only when I'm solo. We do four calls, and oh, okay. that's it. The four calls? Four calls. Yep. When do you take those calls? Middle segment. Okay, so you sit, do a setup here? I do my your monologue. first segment. I promote four calls. Oh, cool. <clears throat> That's it. And it can be about you. It can be about last night. It can be about driving a five-speed. I don't care. Four calls. Four calls. And then we move on. And then usually Flegelman will come in for the final segment. Oh, okay. I see. I have my little... That's a nice format. That's a nice, yeah. quick-moving, different thing each segment. It goes very format. quick. Yes. Yeah. I think it works. I Man. think McMonagall was a little annoyed with me that I didn't have him sit in with me last time. Oh, is that right? Yeah. To, for the full hour? Because that's what CeeLo was doing? Yeah, it's all go home. Yeah. Like, you've been here all night. Yeah, you've done enough. It's, we've heard enough of you. And I, like, to me, like, when I do the four hours, you don't need this. I already heard uh, McMonagall yelling at a caller near the end. Of, oh, he did? Uh, actually, no, this was when I was, I was either in the car or in the bathroom here where I heard him yelling at a, a caller. And I was like, all right. 
We got some life. Didn't take long nice. for the overnight callers to be super annoying. Is this worth me going back and getting? I don't think so. He's not there yet, Jerry. You got to give him a few more. Okay. Probably a few more weeks of this. All right, fair enough. And then he'll be screaming like Sal at the uh, <laughs> at the annoying. And callers. those cameras are always rolling, as we've learned. Uh, yeah, yes, they are. And the I'm with McMonagall on this. Can we pull the cameras back just a little bit? Yeah, they're very aggressive. My God, these things are right in our face. The social I'm media. Fat people. enough as it is, I don't need the camera right up on me. You don't want a big camera no, right there. No, no, pull that camera back. Help me out. I did also see, Jerry, that the Yankees' bullpen was perfect for the first time in a month. How about that? Was that King and Canely and Holmes and and Peralta? Yes, you nailed it, Jerry. Yeah. Four of them. Four of them. It took four of them to get through three and a third innings. Mm -hmm. But perfect. Perfect. Does that count as a perfect game on the record books? That does not. Why is that? But that counts as very good relief is what that counts as. Yeah, by the way, being perfect like they were, and then they go, oh, it's it's been a month since... I would think that that doesn't happen very often where your relief will you have three in the third innings of perfect baseball with multiple relief pitchers. I don't I would feel yeah. like that don't happen a lot. I wouldn't think so either. But they made it seem like a month was a long time. Well, I guess because yeah, I it started to go six innings. I, they probably are working three innings most nights. It's still nine up, nine down. Yeah. No, I know. think it's impressive. I think it is too. So you I'll know what? They didn't give up any runs. I thought the game ended clearly, as it turned out, with Alonzo. I don't remember what inning it was. Fifth inning? I don't remember. With first and second, I think. And Rodon. Boy, I tell you, I got Bumble. I got bees right now building a uh, a nest right by my camera. My phone's going off like crazy. <laughs> and you know what's really weird? You hear them buzzing. Is that right? When you watch it. They're making a home yes. in your and security camera. And you can see camera. their eyes. It's creepy. So I got to take care of that later. Um, when Rodone struck out Alonzo, he goes up 0-2 on him, and then Rizzo goes to the to the mound, and they take like 10 minutes. Even Hernandez is like, hey, can we break up the tea party? Like, let's go. And then it was almost like Alonzo was in it. Threw right past him, a little breaking ball. Uh, he was all fired up, Rodone, when he He was. When he I thought that's kind of where the game ended. Yeah. Oh, well. I hate when I get, like all the scoring is done by the fourth inning. Ugh. Good Lord. Well, you would only know that if you're watching it the next day. That's fair. <laughs> right. When you're watching it, even when you know the final score. You're still waiting for something <laughs> Good point, to Jerry. Right. When you know the final score is 3-1 to one, <laughs> yeah. and you're watching it in the fourth inning, they score their third run. You go, no one scores after this? And you got five minutes left on your <laughs> highlight package. <laughs> yeah. It's just a lot of pop-ups. and Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's why you... Watch the games. That's why they play the games. Yeah. By the way, I think he also robbed a home run, uh, McNeil. Jeff McNeil yeah, did, yeah. yeah. It was, was um, Glaber Torres, Torres yeah. and it was, you know, at first I'm thinking, all right, he jumped. Did he catch it in front of the wall? They gave you a really good side shot. It was a home run. It would have hit the top of the wall. Yeah, I thought so, too, when I first saw it. Like, eh, he made it look like he robbed it but didn't rob it, but you're right. I, I think don't he think, did rob a home run. I don't think we understand. It's funny because I was killing McNeil a couple of weeks ago when you were out. Because offensively, I mean, the guy was a batting champion last year, and he's been brutal this year from what he was. He'd been okay, but not what he was, and not what you expect. He plays, though. He gives you right field. He gives you second base. I think he's played a little left field, and he plays them well. Like, he's, you know, he's not Ozzie Smith. I'm not saying that, and he's not Ken Griffey out in the outfield. But, damn, he does a nice job. So, yes, he did take a home run away from Glaber Torres. And he's a choke-up-on-the-back kind of guy. Choke-up. About three inches. Yeah. And I saw the one in slow motion 
it was either from last night or the night before with the, he was choked up and even when he made contact with the ball the bat was like not not fully even in his grip sure i think that's a no knob bat too no knob i think it's knobless really i think so there's knobless bats i think he i think he swings a knobless bat at the bottom you're telling me at the bottom of the bat there's no it's just so at the top. Stick. They put a cap on it. <laughs> yes, never seen one of those. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to check during the break. I'm, I'm pretty... going to Google knobless bat to see what that looks like. Do they polish your knobs? <laughs> so Jeff McNeil knobless bat comes right up when you Jeff McNeil uses unusual bat with no knob. Now this goes back to 2018. This story. Oh yeah, I see it. Yeah. August fourth, twenty third. It's simply a matter of personal comfort for McNeil. There's a weird headline. Mets lead the league, not in runs scored, not in wins, in bat knob styles. <laughs> <laughs> the Mets lead the league in knobless bats. Yeah. I'm surprised you never noticed that. I did never Even just watching that. the highlights, you can kind of tell it looks different. Well, I even said I saw a super slow-mo one and where the did- bat was coming out of it and I didn't see it. <laughs> what are you going to do? Man, I would go knobless bat just to... Any uh, Little Leaguers knobless bats, Jerry? Not that I've seen. Do they have aluminum knobless no, bats? No, I've not seen that. You know what they do have? We it's called an axe bat. What does that do? So the grip, the handle, is not round. It's more like an axe. Hmm. And it's a great feeling grip. Is that right? Yeah, it really is. That's called the axe bat. Do you use that in Major League Baseball or no? I don't know if any have. I'm not sure. This is a, a BB core style bat. Oh, man. If yeah, it's pretty cool. The, if I was on the Mets, I'd be like, I, I'm using this axe grip bat. But I don't know if axe makes wooden bats. That I'm not sure well, of. Well, then let them use an aluminum. That's I, what I say, Jerry. You could do that. we got to take a break. We're that running late. I five knobs. Oh, yes, I know. What? Well, Al is going to take a look at his knob during the break. Wouldn't it be cool if, if uh, Major League Baseball put in a new rule next year? Each team has one hitter that can use an aluminum bat. Are you trying to <laughs> kill the pitchers? I'm like, oh, Pete, Pete Alonzo's got the aluminum bat tonight. <laughs> what I do think would be cool is if you let them do the home run derby with the aluminum bats. Yes. In Colorado. <laughs> They might hit the ball to San Francisco. Right, everybody could just wait outside the stadium. <laughs> I would like to see that. Like, would a 450-foot home run travel 525? I'd love to see the difference. Yeah. Be kind of cool. Let's make that happen. There yeah. you go. We Paul just made Rob it work. Manfred. All right, you go take care of your knob. We're going to take a quick break, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. All right, just to uh, clear it up. George Springer uses a axe bat made out of maple. So they do make wood bats, as we have found that out. You figure out your knob? Uh, yeah, my knobs are all good, Jerry. All right. Very hey, good. This is Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, I don't really know anything about her other than that one-hit song she had, Nothing Compares to You. Yeah. And I know a- she's had a lot of trouble in her life, and I just saw she passed away. All true, Jerry. This is a good two notes called Mandinka. Yeah, I don't know this. It's about some African tribe or something. Okay. But I don't know where I heard this somewhere. Uh, a couple years ago, I was like, oh, that's like a catchy, rocking Sinead O'Connor song. So when I saw she passed away, Jerry, I thought my tribute would be I play Mandinka because everybody else is going to com- play Nothing Compares to You. Yeah. Song written by Prince, by the way. I uh, didn't know you she, told me that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. She has had a troubled life, Jerry. Yeah, really difficult. Yeah, like I, I, she had a son who committed suicide last January, January of 2022. Yeah, who was young. I think he was only like 17 years old. So, yep. Rest in peace, Jerry, as they say to Miss Shonade O'Connor. Did you do a social media rest in peace? I did not show a picture of you and her. No, I, I, I never met Shonade O'Connor. Oh, okay. I, I don't do that, Jerry. I don't Got do it. that. Rest in peace 
thing. Unless it's like when Bruce Springsteen dies, I'm going to do a, a social media post. Oh, you are? Yeah. You know, David Letterman, Howard Stern, Bruce Springsteen. Right. Probably John Mellencamp now. If they pass away, I'll do a rest in peace on social media. But I'm not going to pretend I was like some huge Sinead O'Connor fan. Right. But uh, she was uh, a, a part of the pop culture at one point. I remember she was on Saturday Night Live and she ripped up a picture of the Pope. I do. People were very angry. I do remember that. that. Yeah. Very angry, Jerry. I uh, Speaking of the Pope. Yeah. That just jogged a memory. Yeah, so I'm going to Texas, as you know, next week. Oh, cool. Should I go check out the Joel Osteen Ministries? No. No, you wouldn't? No. no. Come on. What could it be? Like, what else am I going to be in Houston? I'm not saying go have lunch with the guy. <laughs> I mean, is that the, worth taking a photo? I don't think so. That's not a photo op? No. Okay. I don't know what else is a photo op. I think the Houston Astrodome is still standing. I'd go get a picture in front of that. They Seems didn't implode cool. the Astrodome? No, it's still standing. Really? I think. So I could be sure. wrong. It could be been imploded 20 years ago. Let's see. Houston. But I think it's still there. You might be right. I have no idea. Let's see. Houston Astrodome. Hit news. Uh, it's called a space waste. Okay. Space waste, yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's still, still there. there. Yeah, it is still a future of the long dormant Astrodome remains up in the air. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like you and your family should break in there and run around. What do you think it's like when you're in there? Somebody uh, a number of years ago now, some bloggers, blogger dudes went in there and took a ton of pictures of them in the Astrodome yeah. posted. It was it was weird. It was like looking at a ghost town in a dome. Was there turf still there? Yeah, but it, it was really? like... But ripped up in certain areas. It was like they tried to start taking it apart, and then they didn't. It was, hmm. it, yeah. Interesting. It looked like a construction site in progress. Here's a good headline to that to that end. The abandoned Houston Astrodome in Texas is one of the eeriest places in America. Yeah. That's a big pool to pull from. Yes, we got a lot of eerie places. Wow, how about that? Yeah. Did you see, uh, you know, yesterday, uh, it was very big news or two days ago that Jalen Brown signed that crazy contract with the Boston Celtics. Yeah, so Sebastian Ajo gets $78 million over eight years in the NHL. Great player. Eight years, $78 million. Okay. And Jalen Brown got $303 million over yeah. what, six years? Yes. Good Lord. Crazy. But Man. anyway, they started... Uh, or five years, whatever. They showed his uh, rumored girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Her name is Bernice... Burgos. Hey, good for him. Hey, good for you. Now, he is 26 years old. Yeah. She is 43. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Normally, you see the other way around, where men go after younger women. Yeah. It's, He's going after older women. You know, women, though, Jerry. everything everything is different, oh, though, yeah. as you know. It just is. Now, do you think she's taller than him? Um, no way. Because he's tall, right? I would think so, too. But I know Stephen A. Smith was talking about this. Oh, about, I don't... About dating taller women. Oh, I don't matter in the dark. Height don't matter in the dark. It don't matter in the light when you're laying down either. That's how I look at it. Go for it, bro. <laughs> right, but it's the problem is when you're out in public and standing. He said up. that. That's exactly what he said. Right. He said he has no prayer. He wants a woman that is he can look up to uh, mentally, uh, educationally, socially, but not physically. <laughs> Eddie has a saying that he uses a lot. Well, I don't know. I don't know when it comes up, but it, over the many years I've worked with Eddie, I don't know if where we I was talking about the, a, a, a women and would I go out with this woman or I'd be like, ah, she not. I don't, I'm not really that attracted to her. Eddie used to say all the time, "All cats are gray in the dark." <laughs> Such an ass. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, originally attributed to Benjamin Franklin. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Benjamin Franklin said that? <laughs> yep. 
about women. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, cats are gray in the dark. All right. Uh, well, this uh, Bernice is a grandmother, Jerry. Yeah. Jalen Brown's new girlfriend. Yeah. She's a grandmother. Now, I did the math on this. She's 43 years old. Mm-hmm. Her daughter is... Uh, 22. 22. Mm-hmm. Her daughter had a baby. I'm sorry. Her daughter had a baby at 22. Okay. Back in 2018. Making Jalen Brown's rumored girlfriend 38 when she became a grandmother. Right. Now that seems which means she had her daughter at sixteen. She had, yeah. Which she, we always talk about. Like I always joke possible. with you that you could be a, a grandfather. Yes. And you're like, no, I couldn't. No, no, you could. Yeah. And and her being a grandmother when her daughter had the baby at twenty two is really not crazy. That was not a teenage. No, not at all. Not at all. But that. But to say you're a grandmother of forty three sounds wild. Yeah. Weird, wild stuff. Now, we're getting much more away from that as uh, in society people have children later. Depends on your situation, sure. But there are still many women that are getting married young. You're right. I would think the majority now have pushed that more towards 30 than 20, 100%. But there are still young adults that are getting married young. There are young ladies still having babies at 19 and 20 years old. That ain't changing. My parents uh, had my my first uh, sibling, my sister, when they were 22, I think. Okay. That seems insane now. Well. I'm 53. I couldn't imagine. Because you're having trouble with a dog. <laughs> That's fair. You know. But, again, once you're in the situation, you adapt and adjust and you'd be fine. I mean, you might lose your mind. Yes. But you would ultimately be a father and you'd be okay. There's still time for you. You got, to, the way I see it, you got 20 years to make up your mind. 20 years. <laughs> you, boy, then you pull a dinero. <laughs> this, like, this is news to Gina. <laughs> Gina sometimes wonders whether I'm going to want to have a baby. Sure. I, I, like, I, like you just said, she sees I can't handle that dog. Yeah. I am not going to want to have a baby. Oh, that would be total buyer's, I agree. buyer's remorse for you. Buyer's remorse would also be a gift from heaven for us. <laughs> if I had a baby? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be... Awesome. I'll be like, can you still leave babies at the fire station and they'll figure it out for you? Oh, God. No, it would be terrible for us. Think about how miserable he is now sometimes. Oh, no, no. I understand. But I also understand (laughs) all the crap that he has said over the last decade. It would be amazing. Oh, my God. Suddenly he wouldn't be worrying about Bruce Springsteen's genes. No, he wouldn't. (laughs) Right. And calling the cops nonstop. Correct. Yeah. You know who wins in that case? The Bradley uh, Bradley Beach Police Department. (laughs) That is very true. I met a Bradley Beach police officer this morning when I had to let him in when the fire alarm was going off. Yeah, well, that's different. They needed you. He's like, "Oh, hi, Al." <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd. He right. He rang my bell. Do you think he knew I was up? Were there lights on? No, but that was around my time to wake up. He probably maybe he thought. I don't know. If I got to wake somebody up. Well, I'm sure building. they've seen you walking the dog at one thirty in the have, morning. Yeah. So then, yes, it's they very see possible. Me out there. Very possible. By the way, I see that the Angels, Jerry, have pulled. Uh, Shohei Otani off the trademark. And they acquired Lucas Giolito. Is that right? How did I miss that? I don't know. It was in the second paragraph. <laughs> Woo! So, uh, Might have been in the first paragraph, so actually. The, so the hopes are the of the Mets or Yankees getting um, him this season. No, you got to go get him in free agency. Got to get him in free agency. Mm-hmm. Then I see there was a... Met trade? Yeah. Involving guys no longer on the Mets. Yeah, yeah. But who were on the Mets? Dodgers Guardians. Yeah. The Dodgers send Mr. Noah Syndergaard to Cleveland. Wait, how about his career since he's left? Good Lord. Amazing, really. He's bounced all over the place now. Yeah. Now he's in Cleveland. 
Cleveland, uh, the Dodgers get Ahmed Rosario. Mm-hmm. Were they teammates at one time? Yeah. You would say that confidently? Yes. I'm going to say it confidently. I would also. say that confidently, yes. Same here, Jerry. Because Rosario went to Cleveland in the Lindor trade. Yeah, I feel like Rosario was on the 2015, uh, is it possible he was on the 2015 World Series team? Or no, that's too many years ago, eight years ago now. That is possible. Who knows? You know, I should know that. I'm not 100% sure as we sit here. I don't know. Fair enough, Jerry. But they got Andres Jimenez, too, Cleveland in that trade. So, for whatever that's worth. So He's still there. That was like the first major trade before the trade deadline. No, I would think the Lucas Giolito one was, actually. But I mean, like, all yesterday. Well, the Giolito one was yesterday. Yeah, that's what I mean, since yesterday. <laughs> Did They're you... both good trades. Well, the Cinder Guard's a nothing right now. Right, total nothing. You know, so. Did you see we almost had, first of all, we were hoping to have a brouhaha in Mets Yankees yesterday when uh, Jeff McNeil got hit square no in the back. But no brouhaha. And no brouhaha in Texas or Houston either. Texas, Houston, Jerry, there was almost a brouhaha. Well, almost. Not really. The bench is clear. Not one person threw a punch. It's, yeah, it's nothing. Going it's on nothing. It's nothing. Not what you're right. Not one person threw a punch. Oh, there were a couple of ejections, but whatever. It happens. So the, some dude hit a grand slam for the Rangers. Adolis, Adolis Garcia. Garcia. And I guess he took too long to get around the bases. Although that would annoy me. That that would annoy me a lot more than the bat flip. Yeah. Yeah. Run. <laughs> Let's now, go. The announcers are saying that it did not seem in this day and age to be egregious. Okay. Because I guess people go slower around the base paths. But I guess the catcher had something to say about that. Uh, Martin Maldonado. Martin Maldonado. Mm-hmm. Well, you want to call him Martin, that's fine. <laughs> God. You also call in Quintana Quintana yesterday. <laughs> You're I see a mess. A, I see a Q at the start of that name, Jerry. <laughs> that's Quintana. I got it. But, uh, yeah, bench is clear, but nothing. No, nothing. 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 Know what the catcher should have done? Punched him right in the face. <laughs> Sucker punched him right when he got it. Then we'd have a brawl. Oh, my gosh. We'd have then such we'd a have great a brawl. We'd have such a great brouhaha. Who was that? Nolan Ryan? Who was that? Um, oh, come on. The X-Met. What the hell's his name? Robin Ventura. Robin Ventura. Now we got a brawl. A headlock and <laughs> noogies. Noogies right to the head. Oh, Where? he beat him down. I know oh. he did. And I so think great. Nolan Ryan at the, was with Texas at that point. He had to have been in his early 40s, right? Yeah. So Nolan Ryan wasn't taking any crap for anybody. <laughs> you want to come at me? Let's go. I'm uh, going kick to kick your ass. I'm going to bean you, and you'll do nothing about it because I'll punch you right in the face. All right. Hopefully no one gets punched during the break. You settle down over there, as Jerry Jones would say. We'll come right back. We've got more to do, and then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. All right, coming up with a quarter to six. You're that close to the Boomer and Geo program. Alan Jerry, until then, did you like the uh, doormat I made for us? Yeah, the Alan Jerry doormat. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, really cool. No jokes about being a doormat, Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Zip it over there. <laughs> I see Aaron Judge is supposed to return yes, tomorrow night. I, well, we talked about this yesterday. It looks like it's very possible he will be, if not tomorrow night, maybe Saturday. But it looks like he will return to the lineup this weekend. Against the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. in That's in Baltimore, The yeah. first place. In Baltimore. Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. Oh, by the way, 
I wonder if those tickets, uh, like right now, are they more, lost to the Phillies again last night? Are more people going to buy tickets because Aaron Judge's return? Um, well, my guess is that in the past, I mean, the Yankees are always good, as we know. Even if they're not a great team like this year, they're still good. Yeah, they draw on the road, and they they really draw in Baltimore because it's such an easy drive. Um, and in some cases, it's easier to go there than it is the Yankee Stadium. <laughs> Rather go down to Baltimore than the Bronx. Oh my, I, I would. Take you a shorter time. I'm going to look on StubHub right now to yeah. see what we're dealing with. Let's see. for. So this would be. Let's try Friday on. night. There's no tickets here. What the hell? Although I'd be, man, that would suck if you're like buying your tickets because you think Aaron Judge is playing Friday and he doesn't show up till Saturday. Well, is that any different, though, than when you go to a, a random game and they're not in the lineup? No, that's true. So I, that to me doesn't really mean a whole lot. So let's say for tomorrow. If you want to go tomorrow, two tickets to get into Camden Yards. I mean, I could give you the out. I give you way up. Let's go first baseline. There you go. Lower level. We're going to go beyond first base, but not all the way in right field. I'm going to go section. What looks like section fourteen. Hundred and twenty-two dollars. All right. Well, that's that's not terrible. It's not cheap. That's it's not, not cheap. terrible. No. It's a rando baseball game in July. If you want to sit in section twenty-three, which is interesting. I don't know. Is this a suite? This can't be right. This is the second level between home plate and first base. $538 each. Yeah, something's weird with that. Maybe you get to hang out in the dugout. I don't know. That's a strange price for a ticket. You know what, though? Yeah, a lot of these tickets are very expensive. You can get in the building, though, for $35. Maybe you get all the sushi you want. All you could eat sushi, Baltimore sushi, right out of the harbor, right out of the it's inner possible. harbor. I don't know. I, that's a very good question. But you can definitely go there with an affordable ticket if you want to sit in the upper deck. All right. You want to go? I do not. I didn't think so. I still haven't gotten to Camden Yards, and it is a place I did want to go You've see You've never point. been there? No. It really is a great ballpark. I've actually seen a Ravens game in Baltimore, but I have not been to Camden Yards. Why would Yards. you have been to a Ravens game? I went uh, to see Bucks Ravens when I early on when I returned uh, from my oh, okay. Tampa years before I know you my, started hating sports. Yeah, I remember Mike Allstott was still a running back on the Bucks, so it's been a while. Look at you, yeah. traveling to see your Bucks. That's right. Wow, travel to see that, my Bucks. I don't know you back then, but that would appear to me to feel like a different world for you. Yeah, and I couldn't imagine now being like Baltimore. Right, I'm not going down there. Hmm. Uh, we finally got our first clip from Hard Knocks, Jerry. HBO put this out on their social media platforms yesterday. And it was a montage of uh, Sauce Gardner going up against Garrett Wilson in various pass plays. Now, I thought when I read the headline initially before I hit play on the clip that it was a battle like they were throwing down was one of those. Very respectful of each other. Yeah. Both. uh Two guys playing football. Yeah. And, and both guys complimenting each other. How are you so fast, man? Anybody call anybody dog? No, no, no dog. dog. No. Nobody got called dog. So no one did the Mahomes. No. No one did the Mahomes. It was just a nice... And then one of the coaches on the Jets, you know, everybody's mic'd up, of course. He goes, those two are going to make each other better. Well, that's what Hard they usually knocks. say about good competition. Yeah. Yeah, surround yourself with good people, and you'll become a good person. Same always, thing in, that in sports, usually. I always wonder in that situation, when Aaron Rodgers completes a great pass to Garrett Wilson there, are you happy for them, or are you like, what happened to Sauce Gardner there? Why didn't he? Because th- this clip showed both. It showed Garrett Wilson making a great catch on Sauce Gardner, and then the clip ended with 
Sauce Gardner batting away a touchdown. Yeah, I think if you're Aaron Rodgers, all you care about is Garrett Wilson there yeah. and how you're he, – he was not happy with yesterday's practice. Oh, is that right? Correct. Aaron Rodgers wasn't? Yeah, no. They say he and he liked uh, Tuesday's practice very much, thought they looked good, they were sharp, and he said uh, today when he spoke yesterday afterwards that there was uh, a lot of mistakes. He did not care for it. No, not a great practice. Well, it's still – Late July, we still got time to fix those mistakes. You got a lot of time to fix those mistakes, for sure. Now, uh, Kyle Shanahan was in the news yesterday, Jerry, talking about Debo Samuel. I guess, and, and here's another thing like, I don't remember. I guess he had an off year last year, this Debo Samuel. He was injured last year. Yeah. Didn't play a lot, I don't, I don't believe. Because I always think of him probably from the year before when he was catching those passes uh, at the line of scrimmage and running like a maniac. Yeah. But I guess he's been uh, working very hard in his recovery in the offseason, Jerry. He played 13 games last year. So he didn't play. He missed four, obviously. So, yes. So I guess uh, he, in his time of rehabbing his injury, he was also doing a lot of exercising and was so impressed with his own body that he had been sending Kyle Shanahan Many photos of him shirtless. Yeah, I know you do this with Boomer a lot, yeah. so I'm surprised you had an issue with this. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan said, never had a grown man sent me so many pictures with his shirt off. Did but, anybody, it, but it looks good. I could tell he put work in. Did anybody follow up and ask if any grown women have sent you <laughs> their shirt off? You're right. That Sliding into good, your DMs, that, Kyle. That would have been a good follow-up, Jerry. Yes, it would have been. That's the reporter in you. If anybody had a good sense of humor. Yes. Of course, if he answered that (laughs) the wrong way, it could have gone sideways on him. Correct. So uh, Debo Samuel, I guess, is all fired up and got some abs. Debo Samuel in 2021 had 77 catches. How many yards do you think that went for? Man. He had six touchdowns receiving. He was one of these uh, yards after catch guys, Jerry. They call that yak. Yak. He was a big yak guy. Yeah. So you're telling me 70, how many passes? 77 70? receptions. Targeted 70, 121 times. Seven. It's 77 catches. What's 77 times 20? That's what I, that's my guess. You're very close. He averaged over 18 yards per catch. Oh, wow. 77 catches went for over 1,400 yards. That's a huge number. That is a huge number. How about that? How about this? Get him the ball every time, first down. <laughs> every time you throw it to him, yards. it's 18 yards. Yes. <laughs> Granted, you're going to take away some really deep bombs, but you're going to get 18 yards a clip. That is true. That would be tremendous. But now last year was just 11 yards. Oh, see? His production Still a first down. down. And the year prior to 2021, the 2020 season, was 11 yards per catch. So that seems more of the uh, the norm. Well, based on the shirtless photos he's sending, I'm going to get him back up to uh, 18. Uh, 18 yards per catch. I, I can see that. Now, it seems like, just like the NFL is having problems getting teams to want to be on hard knocks, suddenly the quarterback series on Netflix is having a hard time getting quarterbacks to agree to be in season two. I must tell you, I don't know what we're going to do. Sam Howell wasn't interested. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds about as interesting as Marcus Mariota. Right. It was Jalen Hurts who would be great. Yeah. He doesn't want to do it. Sam Howell doesn't want to do it. Justin Fields doesn't want to do it. And Tua said he was approached, doesn't feel like it's the right time. Oh, if I was Tua, I wouldn't either. With the concussion history he's had, the medical, I would not want any part of it either. Because if you you want cameras in your face, if you're going through rehab, if you get hurt again, I wouldn't want that either. Based on the hard knock situation, 
And based on now them having a hard time trying to find one person to agree to do it. Yeah. Are you surprised Mahomes did it? Um, I don't. I don't know the guy. I don't know. I wonder why. I'm more surprised Kirk Cousins did it. Yeah. Mahomes is like in the limelight, like that. No, he's in the spotlight. That doesn't surprise me actually. And wouldn't be distracted by it. No, yeah, no, because that's, that's all he does is deal with distractions. Because he's Patrick Mahomes. Right. The Cousins one is interesting. Maybe and he wanted to focus on his very positive family life. I suppose. I suppose. But he still agreed to have those cameras follow him all over the place, and he seems like a very private person. Yeah, that's true. And the Mariota. I mean, that just. Uh, did you, uh, that was a waste of time. Yeah, the Mario. All right, every time they went to, I was like, I should have fast forward through this. Yeah, you were waiting for something. You got nothing. Yeah, nothing. You know who I'd like? Matthew Stafford. Again, I'm not all that interested, but I think Stafford would be. Right, because his wife is interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah well, and you want, I know you want Jared Goff. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dak would Jared be interesting Goff. just because it's the Cowboys. And he would be the type of guy, too, that I think would have no problem with the distractions because as the Cowboys quarterback, that's all he deals with Right, is distractions. Yeah, but I don't know if he's one. been asked. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know if there's just these first three. Sam Howell. I guess he would. Sam Howell would play the Marcus Mariota, nobody oh, cares role. I guess. That's just a, you're trying to sell a product. That doesn't move the needle for anybody, I wouldn't think. Right, unless you had. Who's next? Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> right. You need like a Jalen Hurts. You need the yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Like you need it that way. You like, need a star. Yeah. You need a star, a pretty good star. And then somebody's going to go through some struggles. Soon it's going to be, they're going to rename it backup quarterback. <laughs> we'll follow Zach, Zach Wilson around as he follows Aaron Rodgers around. Guys with the clipboards sitting there. How about you follow Joe Flacco, disinterested backup quarterback. Right. Here's Joe just sitting on the bench, <laughs> bored. Hey, Joe, you're in. Oh, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> All right, take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence on Shohei Otani. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. we got a couple minutes to get to the Boomer and Geo. Yankees did beat the Mets last night, 3-1 out at the stadium. Aaron Rodgers did uh, finalize that deal that we've been talking, Boomer's been talking about for weeks. He left $35 million on the table. Al? How about that? How about, how about, that? How about that? Jerry, uh, Giants defensive tackle, Raheem Nunez Roches. They call him Nacho. Okay. That's his nickname. Anyway, he got into a car crash outside the uh, Giants uh, facility, got himself a concussion. Is he all right, though? He is all right. He just has a concussion. I just got to think, like, that is a disaster up there by the Meadowlands. A lot of traffic. You got Route 17, Route 3, turnpikes. Once you go north of there, I mean, there's traffic everywhere, as we know. But it gets even more congested. And if 46 is nuts. Yeah, and if, right. They all converge yeah. up there by the yeah. Meadowlands. And if you're if you're a new player who just gets, like, traded here, and you got to pull out of that place. Yeah, sure. Well, Aaron Rodgers will figure it out soon. Dude, I, he better not crash Although, and no, get a concussion. Although, no, because you know what, though? He's going to he's oh, going, he's Jets. He's going west. Yeah. He's when going he leaves west. MetLife Stadium, he's going back to the Florham Park yeah. area, I would think. You would think so. He's got to be out of that stupid you, hotel, right? Yes. You think players sit in... Tra- you sit, do you think players sit in traffic on the way out of games? No, they're they they like the Jetsons. They lift their car over the traffic no, and fly. No, but I'm saying, like, do you think the amount of time they're in the locker room by the time they leave, 
like, no, I think the park, no, I think the parking. Would, would you like to ask me? I think that the question? parking lot is probably yeah, clear three hours traffic. later. You did. And three worst, hours the worst after part a game. About it is we practiced and lived on Long Island, so maybe the biggest decision no, no. we made on a daily basis was Lincoln Tunnel uh, or the George Washington Bridge. What he's asking is: Is the miserable. parking lot clear by the time you left no, the stadium? No, no, it's just miserable. It's just the whole thing's miserable. You okay. know that. It's like oh. any game around here. What about getting to the game? Because people get there early. No, well, and tailgate. we would stay at a hotel the night before, which was very close to the to the um, stadium, the Sheridan, and, and we and we would get in there early. So, okay, so we'd be there by you know most of us were there before ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but there are lunatics out there drinking beers. Yeah, but at it's 10 not. But you're not in bumper to bumper traffic at ten oh. a.m. getting in there, but getting out of there. See, I, when I covered the Giants and the Jets, by the time my work was done, the parking lot was clear. It was like three hours after the game ended yeah. too. So I don't know. But Boomer says traffic everywhere. The problem is for the Jet fan trying to get to MetLife Stadium and back seems like a disaster of a day. Yeah, from Long Island. Geo yes. did that with the Winters Brothers. That yeah, is crazy. How was that, G? How, how did that work out? That's going to be 9-9, oh, nine nine, right? Well, because we were all drinking and we were playing. WFAN, WFAN-FM, WFAN-FM, HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.